Welcome to Honestly Haunted. Welcome back to another episode of Honestly Haunted. We are your hosts, Erin Grogan and Abby Chowning. And guys, it's been over a year of podcasting now. That's insane. We are so, so thankful to all of our amazing listeners. It has been such a blast making this podcast, and we love connecting with you guys about all things spooky and paranormal. Yeah, it's pretty much our favorite thing. It so. is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while we'd love to actually physically be touring the country, visiting these haunted locations, uh, this is kind of the next best thing for us. So we're going to continue with our Haunted America tour, and our next stop, we thought, why not check out what the American Institute of Paranormal Psychology claims is America's most haunted city. Today, we're checking out the Moon River Brewing Company in Savannah, Georgia. Ooh. And also kind of tunes into maybe one of our favorite office episodes where they do the murder mystery. Savannah. Savannah. <laughs> so if by some some accident, not an accident at all, whenever we refer to Savannah. Savannah like Malias. is dripping out of your mouth. Uh, we, we apologize. But also don't because it's so fun to say Savannah. Savannah. <laughs> Also, this is our first brewery. Woohoo! Yay! Um, also, I didn't know that Savannah was called the most haunted city in America. Yeah, in 2003, it officially became what they That's dubbed crazy. As the most haunted city. So we, we need to go there once it these, sounds uh, you know, like our mecca. vaccines and everything help us a, a Get, allow us to start traveling again. Uh, we gotta get Savannah on our list. And the opening scene of my favorite movie, Forrest Gump, was filmed <gasps> in Savannah. Oh, yeah. They do a lot of filming in Georgia. Oh, yeah. The Walking Dead is filmed in lots Georgia. Of, lots of Georgia. Yeah. And Hunger Games. Really? That one I didn't I think. know. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Savannah is also well known for its gorgeous architecture and Southern hospitality. I do declare. I do declare. <laughs> <laughs> There's also many a haunted hotel in the area. Uh, and the place we're going to this week, the Moon River Brewer- Brewery, actually did start out as a hotel. So it was commissioned by Elazer Early and his wife. What a name. Elazer. Elazer Early. Elazer Early. <laughs> I am so sorry to any Georgians <laughs> right now, but like you're... This is just going to continue to happen. I'm so sorry. It's where we're at. Um, But Eliza Early and his wife (laughs) had the city hotel, as it was called, built in 1821. Uh, It was actually the very first hotel built in Savannah, and it was luxurious and exclusive. You mean in Savannah? Savannah. Okay, we're doing I promise. It was actually meant to be a haven for the rich and famous. However, in 1832, Dr. Philip Minus was a local Savannah doctor, and he was visiting the hotel bar and got into an altercation with the town drunk, James Stark. The doctor shot James and killed him in the hotel lobby. The doctor was never arrested for the death as he claimed self-defense. Yeah, you don't get into a fight with the town drunk. 
Yeah, apparently Or not. with the town doctor, I guess. Yeah, both That's just a... But there's also reports that, like, they didn't want to charge the doctor for the crime because they needed a doctor. <laughs> so... Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, I mean, based on all, like, eyewitness accounts, it sounds like it was not necessarily a... It, it, he, the doctor did not act rashly. Many reports say that, that James reached for the doctor's gun first mm-hmm. and that the alta- altercation would have escalated anyway. Um, so... Just all around bad. All around bad. But it basically, it meant, like, the area was still a little rough and tough. So while it was meant to be this, like, luxurious elite hotel, there's still some rough characters. Some diamonds in the rough? Yes. Uh, In 1851, Peter Wiltberger bought the hotel and renovated it. He even put a lion and lioness on display to draw attention to the business. What a business model. Like, real lions and lionesses just, like, roaming the place. Like, I I don't know. I mean, I would want to go up to them because I'd be like, kitty. But also, I think I would be terrified of any place that was like, look, we have actual lions here. Yeah. (laughs) But it's also, I don't quite get the marketing strategy because it's not like it's called, like, the Lion Hotel. Right. Also, in some ways, wouldn't it potentially scare off business? Maybe... Who knows? But anyway, the hotel actually had a good run until a certain General William T. Sherman made his way to Savannah on his march to the sea in 1864 and, thankfully, decided not to burn the city to the ground. Unlike Atlanta, but, you know, at least they spared Savannah. Um, <laughs> and sadly, the, the hotel never reopened actually as a hotel again. After the Civil War, it was used as a hospital, mainly for yellow fever victims. Savannah had several notable yellow fever outbreaks, and it's estimated that 100 to 175 people, mostly children, died on the upper floors of the building. At the turn of the century, the building was used as a lumber and coal warehouse. Talk about, like, flexibility here. (laughs) Just in a very short period of time, this place has gone from a hotel, hospital, hospital, coal and lumber warehouse versatility. Um, In the 1960s, this space was renovated as an office supply store. Savannah. Back to the office. (laughs) I knew that was going to come up again, too. Uh, There has been a moita, and you are the suspect. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the office supply store also included a printing press. But then it sat empty until 1995 when it was purchased and renovated by the Moon River Brewing Company. So a lot of lives and eventually it landed as a brewery. Lots of lives. But I think in, we'll get to it obviously in a little bit, but it speaks to the very unique paranormal stories that pop up in especially in specific locations within the building itself so but today the brewery is claimed to be the most authentically haunted building in savannah which is pretty good considering savannah is the most haunted city yeah so so the most authentically haunted haunted. get in the most haunted city so we might uh, to date we might be dealing with the most authentically haunted building that we've we've talked about yeah so but since it was designed originally to be a hotel, the the way that the floors are are laid out uh, kept it, even today from what we've done on our research, it's kept kind of its authenticity as far as the floors and how it's designed. Even so, it was originally a hotel, but did a lot of other things too. Right. So let's get started with the basement. So many employees of the brewery claim that the ghost of a man haunts the basement. 
While many refer to him as Toby, my God, the office references I can't. just, I just, keep that just coming. Made, I'm not kidding. They do refer to him as Toby. <laughs> it's just, it, of course it is. Of <laughs> course it is. I know. I know. <laughs> but while many refer to him as Toby, death to Toby, <laughs> death to Toby. <laughs> There are those who think that this actually might be the ghost of James Stark, the town drunk who was killed by Dr. Minus. So not Toby at all, but instead James. Those who visit the basement report feeling cold spots and even feeling someone touch or bump into them. Real quick, like on cold spots, I always kind of rolled my eyes a little bit at cold spots until we experienced them them ourselves at the antique shop. And when you feel a cold spot, it is distinct and different. So different. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, I would always think like, oh, you're under an air vent. But it's like being under an air vent feels very, like, it's like. It's one, a different feeling. Because it hits one part of you. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, I can feel that on my back or I can feel that on my face or my neck. It's like walking into a bubble that is a entirely different environment. Yeah, atmosphere. It's just yeah. like, boom. It's, and it's weird. So I put a lot more stock into cold the spots. idea of cold spots now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so people would feel cold spots. They would feel someone touch or bump into them. And bottles uh, were being thrown and falling also as a pretty common occurrence. Which I think even gives more credit to the fact that it might be James. Because like, what does a yeah, town, town do? Yeah, throwing bottles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... As we move from the basement onto the main floor, this is where the main bar and Billard's rooms are located. And employees of the brewery claim that liquor bottles frequently shatter, like just burst for no reason. And glasses are pushed off the edges of the bar or tables, perhaps like a little too often. Like obviously broken glass is not a super, super uncommon thing if you're in food service. But for them to happen so frequently, like A, that'd be really annoying and B for it to happen so, so frequently, especially if it's like something like just on the edge or not even, they, they also say it's like, not just like accidental. It's like something that was right in the center of the bar just breaks. I have a third option for the ghost. So it's either Toby, it's James, or it's a cat. It's a ghost cat. <laughs> just being... Who's just like, look, 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 F this in particular, <laughs> F this in particular. Look, I'm, ha- <laughs> I'm helping. I'm clearing the bar. I'm a good kitty. So... Unfortunately, though, on the main floor, the ghost that is believed to inhabit it is a little bit more violent than James slash Toby. Slash ghost. Slash ghost. Cat. So some patrons and employees of the bar have shared that they have been forcefully grabbed, hit, and even pushed. Many who play billiards have had their pool cues knocked out of their hands and the balls moved around with no explanation. Many women have reported scary encounters while in the bathroom on the main floor. Cold spots and even being locked in their stalls and unable to get out. Nope. That is terrifying to me. Also, (laughs) I have been locked in a bathroom once. (laughs) It is not fun. Um, Luckily, I was not, well, presumably not locked in by a ghost, but I once was at a friend's house while there was a party happening outside. (laughs) um, And I went in to go use the bathroom. And the handle fell through the door. And I was just in there alone going, Is this a test? (laughs) And I was was found by my friend's dad after like 10 minutes of being there because everybody was outside. So being locked in a bathroom is no fun, especially if a vicious, violent ghost is doing Doing it. it. Talk about being at your most vulnerable. Like, help. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, 
Main floor ghost is a little, we're a little wary of him. Um, I mean, but obviously, like, can't be too, too violent. Otherwise, like, people wouldn't come, right? That's like, true. I so mean, a brewery is a place where people go to have fun. Go, yeah. So in, so in some of the stories we read, it was, like, listed as very, like, malevolent activity. But others, it was a little bit more playful, lighthearted. Like, like knocking the cue out of someone's hand. Like, the billiards cue. It's kind like, of that's, fun. That's kind of fun. Like, Being yeah. forcefully, like, pushed and grabbed, maybe not. Not so much. But locking someone in the bathroom is kind is like kind of it's funny. kind of funny one thing i will say though is that the fact that it's like against women is yeah. tends to be a little bit more forceful is freaky to me and also yeah. kind of probably probably in my head makes it seem like it might have been the town drunk guy maybe like, maybe yeah um and there's a few a few more stories too so i think we have kind of um Evidence of both existing in this location. So we're going to get to the third floor, and it's typically frequented by a ghost that they refer to as Mrs. Johnson. Uh, We could not really find evidence of who she might have been in life, or if she even is someone who was living. We don't know if she's a ghost or something, but she... It could be a, it could have been a guest or a housekeeper or something even more sinister, but she appears as a full-bodied apparition and is usually dressed completely in white. And she usually visits people at the top of the stairs. Can you imagine like rounding the stairs and being like, oh, hey, and then why? Oh, hey, Mrs. Johnson. John- hey, Mrs. Johnson. <laughs> While her intentions are not super clear, in 1990 there was construction going on in the building, and the wife of the foreman fell down the stairs and received a bad concussion and bruised ribs. She adamantly claimed that she did not fall on accident, but that she was pushed. Other people have reported feeling something pulling on them or pushing them when they walk on the stairs. The top floor is notably where most of the yellow fever victims met their untimely end. Many likely were children, so it's no surprise that employees and patrons have reported hearing the sounds of children whispering and playing while on that floor. Loud footsteps like children playing and running are also reported from the floors below. Even the owners of the brewery have claimed to hear this this activity while working in their offices on the third floor. That's also interesting to me because it seems like if Mrs. Johnson is, like, protecting something, she might be like, don't go up here. The children are up here. Children are playing. And so she's she literally is, like, standing guard oh, on the stairwell. That. Yeah. So kind of like we mentioned, like, because this location has had such a unique history, I mean, you know, it was built, you know, in 1820s existed as a, as a hotel for a while, then a hospital. It's, it's played all these different kind of roles. So it speaks to like the different type of ghost that we seem to have. And it's like, as you go up the layers, the activity increases. And changes, and changes too. And I think that's interesting because we have done a lot of different types of places. And so we've talked about hotel hauntings and there have been some distinct types of hotel hauntings. And I think hotels often go along with like, the type of people who stayed there or maybe some like bad experiences there like couples fighting or people falling from windows or mm-hmm. fights or or murders or things like that and then we we think about it being a a um, hospital and we've talked about hospitals before where there's like tragedy and suffering and sickness and illness and and that brings a different type of haunting of like those who are suffering and actively suffering and and Mm -hmm. feeling distraught and lost and lonely and then it was 
a a warehouse <laughs> for and like a coal place. And we talked about like the furnaces, furnaces. And industrial like buildings, and industry hauntings are like workers and disgruntled work <laughs> in environments in and grueling work. Yeah, yeah. and and. And that's a whole other set of things. And here we are in this brewery and we have all of these kind of quite literally layered on On top top of each other. other. Yeah. So this is kind of a a true hodgepodge and it's, it was unique to research too, because there's like, we have a big mix of both of like legend from those who have actively like worked and spent a considerable amount of time in the location historically of people who lived and breathed and died <laughs> on yeah. the premises. Um, and then even like unnamed entities that seem to engage with the clientele on a f- pretty frequent basis. Um, enough that it's so, it's so common that it's considered the, one of the most haunted places in the city. Um, yeah. It's just, it's a really unique location and one like I am like, Obviously, I want to go to all the places that we talk about, but I really, really want to go. Yeah, I to feel this like one. I feel like every episode we find like a new thing that we're like, oh my gosh, this needs to be pushed to the top of our list. Yeah, but how can I become one of those people that get paid to travel? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> got any tips? <laughs> Let us know. Um, but honestly, I would love to go to this place too because I think what's unique about the fact that it's a brewery now is that. I would be fascinated to talk to the people who work there and the people who just go there as guests. Breweries, you know, you tend to go to later at night. They Mm -hmm. tend to be open later at night. And so often hauntings and ghostly encounters happen at night. And so when we're talking about other places where they're like, oh, after close, employees feel these things, we're thinking like, okay, after 9pm, after 10pm, here after close, it might, I don't know what time bars close in Savannah, but I'm presuming it could be something like after 3am, which is the witching hour. Just saying. (laughs) And, um, and yeah. But it's that too, but it also seems to happen like during peak hours, like even during like daytime tours like people yeah. are, are like feel things like bumping up against them which i think has to be james like toby is james like yes. i'm pretty convinced that he's yeah. just like bustle it like sorry ma'am like bumping into people <laughs> just like excuse me <laughs> you know dropping bottles or things like that um i i'm i'm convinced toby is james um <laughs> death to toby <laughs> he's this, already dead abby yeah um way too many office connections for that i also like to speak of this is a place like i would not want to be closing and i also can't help but think of pam she says tell the man in black i say say hello and it's like a bar what is it pam what is it pam if you guys don't watch the office i'm sorry this isn't gonna make any sense to you but as i live and breathe i watch so much office um Aaron and I have actually been on several winning office trivia teams. It's true. We kind of dominate. So we do. If um, if this episode is any indication of how much it uh, is in our lives and permeates every amount of our day, yeah, you know, we kind of live in office quotes. But um, <laughs> but I was kind of thinking of why paranormal activity does seem to be heightened like at nighttime because you a lot of people think like oh your senses are heightened at night and that's like it makes you more aware of those things but i would think after a long day of work my senses you aren't usually well heightened i actually kind of would think it would be the opposite if you're if you're less if, if you are 
you know, less aware, if you are more inhibited, things, things that you might explain away or more easily rationalize perhaps become more unique and weird to you. At night? At night. And, and potentially when you're drinking oh, <laughs> it's like that like mm-hmm. like you're less rational so you're more likely to see these Something. these things the way the way that that we've experienced this too you know like mm-hmm. when i thought i saw that face at jackson square apartments and i completely rationalized it and then we went home and did the research and found out that people were seeing faces, faces and then we were listening to our our Audio. visit there, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Oh my god, I saw that and completely rationalized it, it away." And we 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 listened to me do that yeah. because it was the middle of the day, and that like maybe at night because maybe you are more tired, maybe things feel a little scarier in the night, maybe things are just like you're you're more vulnerable mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that it's harder for you to rationalize things. Yeah. And then add in being somebody who's drinking, if you're a patron of the brewery, you also... Or an employee, we don't judge. Yeah. (laughs) You also have less control over your senses, too. Yeah. I guess it's just an interesting thing for me to think about, about, like, when these entities decide to, like, make themselves known, too. Because we have to imagine, like, they're not just, like, going about their business and being like, oh, can you see me? I hope you can't see me. Eh, it's all right. You know, it's like, I can't... (laughs) I feel like it has to be some sort of cognitive choice for them to Maybe. be able to make themselves known. And it's like, do they find opportune moments to do that with us? Well, when- the the exploding bottles of like liquor and things, that's, that's what makes me feel like it's somebody particularly messing with people. Yeah. Because that is terrifying to just, just think of a thing just exploding out of nowhere. Expensive. <laughs> it, yeah, expensive. And also, like, you would think, and this is me presuming, but you would think a brewery would keep their bottles in a place that was like at least somewhat temperature controlled so that mm. that type of stuff wouldn't happen. And the fact that it would only happen to like one bottle at a time doesn't, yeah. makes me feel like that's deliberate. It's not like, oh, the temperature made it happen mm-hmm. because then it would be multiple right you know and so so that seems very deliberate to me and that seems like an antagonistic like i'm gonna mess with you guys type of of entity yeah yeah i agree and we're not gonna sit here and claim to know like what like paranormal like why paranormal activity peaks at certain times or doesn't because it's all over the place yeah so but on it we've actually had some of the the experiences that you and I have had thus far on this podcast, and obviously we had to cut short our visits to places because of the pandemic, but so far, the places where you and I have felt the most have been during the day. That's very true. Yeah. And part of that is our, it's our control variable is that we try not to go right. places at night. And, and also we couldn't go to some places at night yeah. either too, right? Like we couldn't go to the store at night because it's we would have had to break in. Yeah. Uh, We've and, already and decided we're not, we're not going to do things that are illegal <laughs> on this podcast. We've already said it. <laughs> but I do think it's interesting. And, and I think there, there's a lot of, of, stuff to be said about the fact that there are so many different types of hauntings particularly happening at this location that they all kind of have different variables. Yeah. So this is a, yeah definitely a unique spot 
stacked on stacked on stacked on stacks. <laughs> ghost on ghost on ghost on ghost. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, Erin, what are you thinking? I'm thinking honestly, honestly haunted. haunted. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, you know, I, I feel like it's like we kind of have to because it's already said to be the most authentically haunted building. But I think this is one of our most concrete haunted buildings that we've done. We try to kind of veer off the path a little bit. Yeah. So it's like neither of us are from Georgia. So for right. us, it was totally different. I had never heard of it before. But Same. those who live in the state are probably like, come on, guys. Like that one's real too like obvious, mainstream, too or, obvious. Yeah. So to any of our Georgia listeners, we apologize for that. But for this, us, this was brand new territory. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. I think we, especially lately, you know, we've been trying to find some unique stories. And that often leads to us not having a ton of resources research and information available right. because they are more they are very hyper local and mm-hmm. like and based in legend based in legend based on people telling people telling people mm-hmm. and and so the fact that this does have some more substantial history and and a lot of noted hauntings i think it would have been hard for me to to say not haunted unless we like it, i would potentially change my my idea if we went and were like Literally none of this is yeah is happening, and we are aware. I did see like in our research that like the the brewery does ghost tours and advertises for that. So I'm, I am kind of wary of places that do that. Same, because um, I mean, obviously, like it's a great money making venture. So kudos. And if to it's them. already happening, I understand why people would take advantage of it. But I but I agree with you. I am also always a little wary of places that are kind of like banking on that because mm-hmm. it's like oh maybe they have then hyped things up or made some more stories mm-hmm. up or things to to kind of hype up that experience and. Yeah. The, and those ideas and legends surrounding a place. Yeah, and it can, I think, imp- it can uh, influence those yeah. who visit if they're already expecting a certain heightened level. Yeah. So, you know, obviously authenticity is what we we go for. But I, <laughs> I just think this place was so unique and the history so interesting. Um, and it's kind of got a, a unique place in the heart of the South as mm-hmm. far as, like, the first hotel built um, yeah. in, in the area and that it, you know, had to close its doors during the Civil War. I mean, lots of lots of unique moments in time for this building, for sure. Absolutely. Um. So, yeah, this was a lot of fun. And if you guys have been to this brewery or, or you live in Savannah, oh, or you live in Savannah, <laughs> please let us know. Let us know what you know about it. If you've had experiences there, if if you're like, yeah, no, this is all a load of crock or (laughs) let us know uh we would love to hear from you so please reach out connect with us on facebook we have a facebook page honestly haunted you can connect with us on instagram at honestly haunted you can connect with us on twitter at honestly haunted you can email us visit our website honestlyhaunted.com and you could support us on patreon we've got a lot more content there so if you are interested in hearing more from me and erin please go ahead and wander over there and show us your support. And of course, we are always so thankful that you listen to our podcast and we'll be back in two more weeks with Honestly Haunted. Little round, Steve. <laughs>